welcome fiends to handle whiskey presented by the slashing cast podcast network our show discusses horror movies and the phobias that they emphasize with me tonight as always are my co-hosts holly hooch and john and guys here we are uh still smack dab in the middle of aquaphobia a lot of stuff happening uh with these two months worth of different water features uh you know we we've definitely been covering our fair share of creature features to kind of like start things off and uh you know we're mixing things up a little bit tonight with my selection uh, but before we go into what that movie is just a uh, friendly reminder on the podcast front we have been doing a watch parties on stream lounge on mondays and thursdays uh so tomorrow night at 9 15 p.m pacific time we'll be watching grizzly that is streaming right now on shutter uh and if that's too late for you you can always stop by on monday for a double feature starting at 6 p.m pacific time uh we got some japan splatter films we'll be watching in ghost squad and dead sushi which is one of my personal favorites uh but stream lounge has definitely had a lot of stuff going on and uh i i do have to uh, plug the Screams of Pride event that is being hosted by Ruby Toomsday. Uh, she is putting on a fundraiser for the Trevor Project this weekend, and I know Lloyd Kaufman is coming on as like a guest of honor. Uh, I will actually be co-hosting uh, one of the features on Sunday's broadcast as we are watching Tragedy Girls uh, for my pick, and that will be Sunday at uh, 12.30 p.m. Pacific time, so you could join in there. But going to be a ton of giveaways. It's going towards a great cause, so if you guys can make it for any of the show wins, it's basically going to be going on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, for, you know, a good chunk of each day. So a lot of stuff happening on that front. And, uh, you know, hopefully we see some folks there. I got a question. What? Is Grizzly the movie about that couple that goes camping in, like, the... in, like... Appalachia, and then like they get attacked by a bear. They do get attacked by a bear. <laughs> and Eric Balfour's in there too. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good one. It's definitely been quite some time since I've uh, I've seen that one. But you know, they just added it on uh, on Shutter just you know a couple of days ago. So to see that and Alligator both hidden on there was a was a really nice moment because those have been widely unavailable for a very long time. I used to be slightly obsessed with Eric Balfour. Mm-hmm. What is he from? Um, a lot of B movies. Uh, played it. Did you ever watch Haven? I think I know who that. There was a sci-fi channel. Yeah, show. he kind of looks like Joe. I think I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got into him because he looked like Joe. Oh, that could be it. <laughs> so uh, last week we saw a creature fall in love with a beautiful scientist and creature from the Black Lagoon, uh, which you know set up. Like unrealistic expectations for scientists and their looks, but by, by far. Uh, but you know that's a completely other discussion. But this week, you know, we are, uh, you know, changing up the setting. We are getting wet and wild at the uh, a water park in Aquaslash, which is a Canadian uh, independent film uh, with a very specific premise, and it's seventy minutes of setting up basically the gore gag in the movie. Does it make for a good movie? You'll find out. Because <laughs> there are definitely things that don't work in this movie. Uh, oh my goodness. The last 15 minutes are fairly good. Uh, but there's a lot of, like, murkiness kind of, like, in between uh, on that end. 
So with that being said, this was one of my selections, uh, and I wanted to do this one primarily because of the premise. Because I, we've all seen these movies or seen these posters that immediately catch our attention. And, you know, for me, hearing about, like, okay, this movie's revolving around this water slide with blades in it, I was like, well, fuck me, I'm in. Like, let's see what this is all going to be about. And then, you know, to, to varying degrees, there are uh, some really bad dialogue exchanges in this movie but this movie also has one of my favorite one-liners or like of it of an insult of any movie i've seen and it's uh after the guy gets decked and you know he he tells his friend dude you're built like a swiffer Swiffer? (laughs) (laughs) that stuck with me too because that was hilarious just nothing but big old feet and just a skinny little body So, so yeah, there is that. But basically, it's a very uh, easy setup. You know, you have all these high school graduates who are uh, celebrating at this water park uh, that has a little bit of a history uh, with, you know, someone who has died there, which they, you know, kind of go into. But, you know, it's only like the opening scene. And, you know, eventually when we get to the actual reveal of the killer in the movie. Uh, But... Most of this movie kind of just revolves around the gore gag, and then anything outside of that, you kind of have, like, the the teenage dramedy aspect of it sprinkled in uh, as much, like, titillation as they possibly could without going too overboard with the actual nudity aspect of it. So you kind of, like, had this weird mix of this trying to be, like, an 80s retro slasher uh, that doesn't really actually have slashing involved in it, really. Uh, but they also go, like, very heavy into, like, the porky side of things. Uh, and, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily mash all that well together because so many people just look at this movie and they're like, well, yeah, like, the actual, like, gore gag in it is fairly well done by the uh, the Butcher Brothers or the Blubber. I think it's the Butcher Brothers uh, who've done quite a few movies already at this point. But everything else has kind of, like, fallen on the wayside for a lot of people but you know this is what i like about horror you have these movies that are extremely subjective and you know for me personally this is a good bad movie uh but i know mileage is definitely gonna vary on this for for both of you so i'm really curious to hear your thoughts on it sure actually john and i were just having a little conversation about it before the before the, the, the podcast started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we were saying how, like, we... Well, I, I was saying how I didn't... I wasn't really sure how I was supposed to feel throughout the movie because you get a little... Uh, you get emotional cues based on uh, reactions, music, um, some setups. And it just seemed like there wasn't... It wasn't exactly your slasher flick because mm-hmm. some of those tend to have some sort of, like, uh, tension into funness kind of, kind of uh, pace to it. This one was just kind of heavy at some time, uh, in some parts for no real good reason, then not heavy at other parts, and um, and then uh, you know the, there's other complaints, but <laughs> <laughs> it definitely had a sort of it almost had that feel of the guy was making it up as he was going along, where it's like he had an outline or an idea for a movie and then was like. Let's start filming before they have a <laughs> script or Hear something. Hear me out, guys. <laughs> like, we need to start making this movie now, even though the script's not done. Um, 
This Canadian oh. tax breaks, man. <laughs> was it, is it a Canadian it is. It's a Canadian movie. Oh, okay. So that French dude that you were talking about, though, is it the writer or the director? Slash yeah, yeah, writer, the director. writer, director, the writer, the, director. The, the KFC. <laughs> yeah, it's probably from Quebec. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I looked him up and he's done four movies that I've never heard of. Mm. I think this is the biggest thing. And I, it, it looks like he basically has only done movies where it's him writing and directing it. So I don't know if this is like somebody with who's just sort of independently wealthy and just wants to make movies or what his deal is, but he's not really working in the industry as far as I can tell. He sort of just seems to be someone who's making thing. his own okay. movies, basically. Well, based on know. that, the production value is fairly high, though. Yeah. I, the gore was pretty solid. The gore was solid, and I thought the look of the movie was good. Like, yeah. the the, vi- the visuals actually had some style and thought to them. Like, he did some nice lighting and uh, vi- and camera shots and right. things. Mm-hmm. The color composition in general was pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like a real movie when you look at it. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a real, like a real movie. But... And, you know, we'll get into it more in-depthly, but I don't... It, this, it, and I don't want to rip up this movie too hard. I, I enjoyed it overall. Like, I, there's things to say about it, but I feel like this movie looks more like a real movie than it is. It, it, it falls, like, short in so many ways that it's just like... <laughs> I, like I said earlier, I feel like maybe they didn't have a script... Uh, or and just had an outline and some ideas and shot scenes and had you know characters talk to each other. Sorry, T, we were bothered by the movie a little bit. I was bothered because there was no consistent modus operandi for the killer. So the first killings happen with a machete, and then we're done with machete, and then and then the next killings happen with a gun, and then we're done with gun. And then of course the big reveal is you know the the blades in the in the in the slide, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, they call the movie Aqua Slash, but there isn't a clear slasher (laughs) in the movie. It's a problem. Yeah, it's it's a chopping ball problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. They set up that slasher in the beginning, but then there's, like you were saying, there's no, there should have been a consistent killing style, which should have been they were booby trapping the rides. You know what I mean? Each kill should have been. A different kind of booby trap and a different, oh, a different kill, you know. What is up, Miranda? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> the fact that the killer just pushes the guy off at the beginning, he doesn't Although, even slash it. I did like that the parts fell on him, you know, with yeah. the arm and the was it arm and a leg. I was like, that was brutal. And that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, like kind of falls over his neck. But then, if you think about it, all uh, outside of the slide kills, all of the other kills happen off camera. Mm-hmm. Like you don't actually see them killing anybody. Like even with the gun, it's like I have a gun. Pan away, shot in the shot rings out through the yeah. The park. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> and I was like, come on. And there's yeah, we should have. There should have been this movie, like you were saying, T. Uh, definitely wanted to be like a traditional '80s slasher movie, and I really just wish they had got like even though people will criticize movies for doing traditional tropes and kind of falling into traditional tropes. I feel like this we movie missed the tropes. <laughs> would have been perfect to just do all the traditional just give me all the tropes that you would do in a slasher movie. Like 
we should have seen the killer sprinkled throughout the movie doing little things here and there to cause the deaths or, you know. Also, uh, so the killer is the, the female co-owner mm-hmm. of the slip and slide. <laughs> and, uh, so she became a killer because 35 years earlier she saw her dad die at the opening mm-hmm. of the slip and slide. How did he die? Oh, her dad? Well, like, I, I, I'm pretty sure he drowned, and I remember, like, they were showing, blood, right? they were showing, like, the lifeguards, like, making out, like, paying no making attention out, to yeah. You know, because this movie does have some cues from Friday the 13th, including, like, the, yeah. uh, the credit scene. Right. Yeah, as well. And, and yeah, where the counselors are not really paying attention, and he drowns, mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah, and I didn't understand the, like, the, okay, so that happened 35 years before, but then, like, so she got a job at the place, and she stayed at this job for approximately X amount of years, mm-hmm. and then 35 years, which is a pretty arbitrary amount of years to start your killing spree, that's when you, that's when you kick it off. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, Priscilla's dad, like, hit her, hit his head on the water slide. I think that's right, basically yeah. what it was. So it was, like, the blood force trauma that caused the bleed in, and then he just bled out. Because we couldn't figure out, we're like, what the hell that? Which also reminds <laughs> like, me... I knew it was like an accident, not like a killing, mm-hmm. so yeah. And that also reminds me of the kind of weird randomness of the one death where the two guys kind of clonk their head together. That was pretty cool, actually. I mean, I, 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 like, like, it was good, but it like, was like... that's what you get. But it was just sort of random. It had it nothing to random. do with, like, the slasher or, like, a killer or anything. I think it was supposed to be like, oh, we'll cover up anything for money. It's like, how much money are we talking about, man? Like a whole thousand dollars you made today. Well, <laughs> hey, like, like look at look at how many deaths Action Park had. They didn't they didn't go they didn't like close because uh, the amount of deaths or the lawsuits. They closed because they went bankrupt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I liked the element, and see, this is a big this is sort of a thing with this movie is that there's a lot of cool elements that they introduce and then don't really do anything with. Like, I liked that they introduced the element where the owners and the old man who's sort of the caretaker of yeah. the park just don't care. And they're, they're, but they had like, nothing to do with anything. Like yeah. the old man's cleaning the broken glass out of the pool and then the guy tells him something like, don't worry about it or whatever. And he just like puts it back. Yeah, yeah, he just throws the broken glass back into the Which water. Which is like, this should have come up right away. <laughs> I have to tell a little story about that. Uh, so that he and I liked that scene. Like that actually made me laugh when he threw the glass back in the water. And then, like ten or fifteen minutes, or maybe twenty, a while later into the movie, I was thinking, man, like I wish they would come back to that stuff of where they just don't care and they're being irresponsible and people are getting hurt that way too. That would have been. I thought that same thing too when mm-hmm. like the with the bottle crash. Yeah, and then like you know the kids doing drugs. I'm like. Is this just going to be like one of those like cautionary tales where like this person died of alcohol poisoning, this person died because they slipped and hit their head? So oh. that would have been tackled too. <laughs> but the the thing is though, is right when I had that thought, they came to the scene of the kid and the mother on the beach, and the mother is like, oh, like go play or whatever, like go it's in the water. Yeah. yeah, and the kid is kind of doing whatever. And I noticed that the kid had a bandage on his foot with, like, fresh blood on the bandage. And I thought, oh, wait a minute. Is, are we missing a scene where that kid's stepped on the glass and ah. cut his foot? 
Because for no apparent reason, he just has a cut foot. But then, which also led to one of my favorite scenes in the movie that I thought was hilarious for some reason, was uh, the kid says, like, I want to go play. And the mom's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, but cover up your foot. And so he ties a plastic bag to his foot. And then, I don't know why, I thought it was funny, but the shot of the kid limping down the beach with a plastic (laughs) bag tied to his foot was hilarious. Because it's just outlining how neglectful, bad mom she is. Because he's like, I want to go home. And she's like, we're getting our money's worth. Yeah. He's like, but I got my bandaged foot. She's like, wrap it up with this plastic bag and I go play. (laughs) That's what kind of tortures me about this movie is that they set up a lot of cool stuff, but it's like, come on, like, play these things out. Play it out. Yeah, like. Give us the setup and like, the payoff. Like the obsessive, controlling boyfriend that ends up being the good guy. <laughs> and then, like, there's, like, the bully who ends up being an okay guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just, uh, it's very confusing. Or, like, the, and then. Yeah, the bully who's like, I hate you. And then he's like, I like you. It's cool. I'm, I'm sticking up for you. Yeah. Oh, I hate you. Yeah, I hate you again. And uh, you're the bully, but I'm going to say really, like, things that should be getting my ass kicked. <laughs> Although my favorite part was, uh, my favorite throwaway scene was when, um, after the band plays and it, and it gets out that the band, that the singer and the girl from the park have been making, or have been, I've been doing it, um, and he gets punched out, you know, she goes to look for him, and she looks to look for him in the hotel, in one of the rooms, I guess, because it's also a hotel. Mm-hmm. And, like, his other bandmate is the blonde dude. And they're just talking. And then the other guy comes in. He's like, what are you guys doing? He's like, we were just talking. Yeah. That scene went nowhere. <laughs> it didn't need to be there. It didn't yeah. cause any... It didn't It didn't move the story along. It was like they were trying to set up some drama, but they instantly disappeared. It, yeah, it, the, the, instantly band, the bandmates always fighting over a girl. Yeah, yeah. And that's... I want to bring up, too, another thing is, like, they kind of, in the beginning, have this semblance of a story where the band is coming and they're going to play their show Mm -hmm. and the bullies are bullying them and they're like, oh man, we're worried. Like we want it to be a good show. And they kind of, it feels like they're kind of setting up this storyline that's going to run through the movie, but then they play the show like halfway into the movie and it's a successful show and that's it. Let's move on with our lives. I guess it's time for the water play. Yeah. And pretty much for the rest (laughs) of the movie, the band, those two band characters. Oh, and it's hilarious. The two band characters are there just kind of hanging out in their shorts for the rest of the movie, not really take, doing much. I will say everybody was very attractive in the movie, so yeah. And I had another moment where I was like, wait a minute, where's the third guy in the yeah, band? Yeah, <laughs> They just like disappeared. But that's one of the characters. Slim, right? Slim. Yeah. So Slim made it with, I forget the, the lead lady's name. So they, they had sex, right? And then he disappears. And then afterwards, because she's a killer, you assume that he's dead, but... Does his body come back up? I don't remember. Um, What's hilarious is someone does ask about him in the movie, yeah, and then like, the response is like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Like, but I think like, it was what? because the only reason they asked was because they needed three for the slide competition, uh-huh. and so that the girl who was working could be part of the team right, who wasn't there. there. So that's yeah. the only reason he wasn't there. Like mm-hmm. He could have been like not dead. He could have been like passed out in a hotel room. Yeah. He could have been totally fine. Slim's okay. (laughs) (laughs) The only reason he wasn't there was like, what do they call that? Narrative disease. (laughs) That's why something happens because it has to happen for the story. 
Yeah, and, and this movie, like, does a really weird thing when it comes to, like, the TNA aspect of it, because, like, they do, like, the whole, like, bikini car wash, uh, you know, fundraising event. Yeah. And, of course, you know, my friend Jessica, as we're watching this last night, is like, well, they're gonna make more money if they just went topless. And you know what? You were absolutely right. They would have probably made a lot more money. But then, like, they try to make up for that later on when they actually get to, like, the, the party scene when they turn the lights off and they start throwing neon paint on everyone, which visually oh, yeah. was 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 pretty cool uh that was, yeah, but you know like this is one of those movies that sprinkles in enough eye candy to like kind of distract you away from everything else that's happening around it and you know for some people that is going to work fantastically there's a lot of stuff to look at in this movie but i i really just wish that you know we we had more kills outside of the gore gag because the majority of the kills in this movie revolve around the slides and yeah. you know, yeah. re and they're, they're don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, regardless of yeah, like how everything's laid out, you know, initially you didn't really know, like, oh yeah, like we're here because of like this uh this water slide competition, because that's like the big the big event at this uh like graduation ceremony, essentially, because there's money on the line and it's kind of like you know the yearly tradition for like the grad students to actually do this, but they didn't really like actually go into it until like, you know, like 55 minutes into the movie. And this is a very short movie. It's only like, you know, 71 yeah. minutes or, or something like that. Yeah. It felt like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the, the slide competition should have been like the slasher stuff. It should have been sprinkled from the throughout. beginning. Yeah. Cause it was like, like Stuff the big slide competition coming like, up. Don't you guys know that's what we've all been talking about since yeah. when? <laughs> yeah, that should have been like everyone's talking about it. It should have been, been either... a certain conversation like throughout the entire movie, right? Mm -hmm. The slide competition and the band should have been in the climax, and it should have been like the story should have kind of been going towards like the band playing their show and the big slide competition happening kind of as the climax. Which is really, that right there sounds like a great weekend. Sly competition, bam. Yeah, and they got, and my theory too, just to say, is uh, it really felt like he wanted, the filmmaker wanted to make an 80s throwback horror movie and have it actually take place in the 80s. But I suspect it, they probably realized it would cost too much and then decided to make it more of an 80s mm. theme night instead of uh, actually taking place in the 80s. You mean it would cost too much, but it's like the props and stuff? In terms of, you'd have to costume everybody, make sure the cars are all period correct, make sure everything is period correct, no cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? It's like, it would, so, I mean, I feel like they could have pulled it off because doing an 80s look isn't that hard, but it just felt to me like this, because all the setup of the movie is a traditional 80s horror movie, and it's even the kind of look, which I think is one of the strongest parts of the movie, is the overall look of the movie, mm -hmm. felt almost like a grind, one of those grindhouse movies like Planet Terror or Death Proof, you know, where sure. they almost could have had like the film grain and the scratches added yeah, to the image, you know, and make it feel like it's actually from the 80s or something. Priscilla, that's the girl's mm -hmm. name, the lady's name. The you killer. Know, the killer, yeah. Mm -hmm. Although I thought it was hilarious where they made a point of talking about how attractive she is, where they're like, oh my god, she's so hot. And I was just thinking, like, literally every girl looks like that in this movie, except they're 10 years younger. Like, I don't I didn't understand. I mean, first of all, yes, Priscilla's incredibly hot, but then it's just like, why point, 
that everybody's hot. <laughs> Yeah, you you also had the two interchangeable redheads in the movie, which was also a very confusing thing. <laughs> yeah, what? And they were both no. One of them, yeah, that was one of them was like the valley Victorian essentially, and then the other one was just yeah. also just there. Who was also a pelt, like like into drugs and banging like the the owner of the slip and slide. I'm like, girl, you could do so much better. <laughs> yeah, this the movie felt like it didn't have a strong main character. Like, I didn't, I felt like maybe the one guy in the band was meant to be the main character. The stripper? Yeah. Or maybe the two, like, him and that one and the girl, girl are yeah, the main the characters. Yeah. But they're not really in the movie enough, and they don't really have enough of, like, a character arc to be the main character. They don't, because all they do is, uh, well, they reunite after uh, a, a long-ago breakup, which couldn't have been more than a year. And, uh, <laughs> although... <laughs> Um, and then she she screamed her head off for like ten minutes during the 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 slash scene, mm-hmm. and then he did actually have a, I did like that he went up the slide to try to save people. I thought that was very courageous. I don't think I would have done that. I yeah. think I would have been very disgusted and left the pool area. I might have climbed up the stairs to try to do something, but I'm very out of shape, and I probably wouldn't have made it all the way to the mm-hmm. top. Yeah, and uh, so. I- yeah, we're kind of getting to that end part, right? Like, the best part of the movie. <laughs> well, before we do that, can I say one more thing? Yeah. So the whole... Okay, so uh, leading lead man from the band slash Swiffer man, mm-hmm. his dad's trying to buy oh, God, the great. park. Yeah, that know, whole right? subplot. What was that <laughs> subplot? <laughs> that was just to get another kill by gunshot off screen. Was so, he like a mobster, the dad? Was he like a crime guy? What I didn't exactly... Well, you just get the... You just get the sense that he's a scumbag, mm-hmm. but but not necessarily like a, a mobster. Maybe just a you know a, a, a developer. And it's the whole like he the son's gonna inherit his business, but he doesn't want to. I don't want your life. So I want to be in a band instead, and and I don't want to. I want to be in an eighties cover band, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, kid. Eighties songs played as. Early two thousands, yeah, you know, even from, yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, it's a it's a thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so but my point being that they make such a big deal of like they show him in his fancy ish car. He's got blueprints, you know, these yeah. quintessential blue rolled up blueprints. Like he's gonna do something to the park. Oh, yes. Yes. They, oh they kind of went into that towards the end because the the plan was yes. they were gonna level the water park to like build like a shopping right. mall or, or some shit. Yeah, but but the but Priscilla's into it because she's meeting with him to make it happen. So even though, I mean, may, oh, maybe that's what triggered her murderous rampage because it was her last chance. Oh, because they're to, gonna close the park. and she was down with it. Yeah, fucking close the park. But before you do that, let me go ahead and no. But then she killed a developer, so it's. <laughs> well, no, I'm a little confused. Think she would kill the developer because the developer. Would but she was into she it, right? She was yeah. the one that kind of sold him, sold it in the first place, and that, and that's how the kid got the park at the end because the deal actually went through, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he signed it. Yeah, so the deal went through. Kid owns the park, but she killed the guy, the dad anyway. Yeah. But maybe she killed the dad because he was like stomping around and he might maybe bumped into something that he shouldn't have bumped into. Long story short, is like that whole. The only purpose of that character was to pass tra- uh, to transfer ownership of the park to the son. 
Mm-hmm. And even then, th- that didn't go anywhere unless there's a sequel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also the the aspect of you know the love quarrel between the the water park owner and his wife, uh, which is kind of like sprinkled throughout the movie. Because like, sure, she, she's like doing this as like a a business, uh, you know, right. decision behind you know her husband's back but you know he's not really going to see it that way he just sees that his wife is out with another man because he's constantly questioning like where she's at throughout this movie and you know like of course we have the aspect of uh the abusive boyfriend uh who ends up like going after like the bandmate because he banged his girlfriend essentially uh after you know they've been broken up for you know however you know moment of time when all the cell phones are going off and they have the video uh, which, you know, like, it, this this movie was just like, okay, we got, like, these steamy scenes kind of, like, sprinkled in. But then you also have, like, the other aspect where you're just like, man, like, these high school guys do not know what the fuck they're doing. Because you have, like, the jealousy aspect of the the wife who is getting dicked up by one of the, the students who is just, like, laying there, essentially, not really doing much of anything. And then she just lies about it later, saying how she had, like, such a great time. And I don't know if, like, that was a way for her to, like, try to make the guy feel better in front of his friends or what. But I just felt so bad for some of these characters and some of these sex scenes because it was just so fucking awkward. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the the sex scenes are pretty shoehorned in. Well, the only good one is a shower scene, mm-hmm. and the only reason it's good is because um, the lighting and uh, yeah, it's shot well. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's shot well. And I was like, was that on an iPhone? Because that looks great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but yeah, you're right that they play everybody else as being like just not great at sex. Like there is no like super hot, steamy sex scene other than the shower scene, which was mm-hmm. supposed to not happen at all. And uh, so, uh, and, but then they also make a point of saying that she. Sleeps around with some of the teenage dudes. The guy sleeps around with some of the, some of the teenage girls. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just the uh, something to do kind of. I have to co- sort of compare this movie to the Clowns at Midnight movie. The Clowns at Midnight, the the, the one from the theater. Is that what it was called? The one with uh, Christopher Plummer yeah, and it. the theater kids. That yeah, because okay. yeah. it has that the same, sex scene. The sex. <laughs> set up all the characters have these the story, story arcs that are not going anywhere that don't really go anywhere and it feels like the intent of the movie was to be this kind of like who done it almost where you've got the slasher working behind the scenes and you don't know who it is and you're supposed to suspect like the bully you're and supposed the old to suspect man. the old man uh-huh. also the asshole guy who mm-hmm is mean to the girl. You're, there's all these people that you're supposed to kind of all suspect suspects, might be the yeah. killer. And then they put it on somebody who has no fucking, no previous rel- connection mm-hmm. to the possibility of being a killer. It should have been the old man, I feel like, just for the hell of it, but I don't know. Maybe he find out that they were selling the park and he's going to lose his livelihood. Well, that's the thing, is it's the classic Scooby-Doo setup where that you have the park, they're going to tear it down, and then old man Smithers, who's the caretaker of the park, is the one that's faking the haunting or the one who's the killer or whatever because he doesn't want the park to be torn. It should have been that. They should have just gone with the simple, 
straightforward, just copy what everyone else has kind of done. Mm-hmm. That would have been kind of funny. Yeah, he, he also wasn't getting paid like overtime, would... which he, he questioned because the other guy was the douchebag. Also, he randomly became a lifeguard in the second half of the movie, too, the old man. He was like a caretaker who cleaned up, and then all of a sudden he's in the lifeguard stand. I don't think that takes like extensive training, though. <laughs> well, I, I feel like that's like an afternoon course. <laughs> but I do, I like the idea that the old guy who's the caretaker is also the lifeguard, like in terms of the irresponsibility mm-hmm. like of the park owner and not really giving a shit about what he's... Although I did like his scene where he sees the, the mayhem, and he has, and that, that was a good way to delay the... Uh, his response to telling people to stop sending people down the slides, although it didn't ultimately matter because the walkie-talkies weren't working, mm-hmm. and so he couldn't communicate that anyway. But I, I did like that sequence where he sees like the body parts just coming out of the slide, uh-huh. and he That's faints, right. slides out of his uh, high chair, <laughs> and then uh, twists his ankle. Yeah, that's and, great. And and is unable to sort of like respond very quickly and unable to run up the stairs. Mm-hmm. But if he's in the same shape as I am, he wasn't going to get very far anyway. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I know. I I was thinking he, they didn't need to show him twist his ankle to have him be like ineffective in that <laughs> part. He he was already an ineffective character. <laughs> like, he wasn't. I didn't think he was going to say that. Much. Can't win with you, John. <laughs> he's the guy. Well, he's the guy who the broken glass back into the pool like he doesn't care mm-hmm. uh, and then he had that that weird little scene with um the abusive boyfriend or the obsessive boyfriend because we were assuming he's abusive but we only saw him being like really paranoid because his girlfriend was cheating on him <laughs> <laughs> so it's like mm, is he abusive or was he just being like you know uh uh correct <laughs> so he has that weird scene where the old guy goes into his car to tell him, like, hey, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, you win some, lose some. And then, like, but it's a nasty interaction because the guy decides to be a dick to the old man. Mm. And then you're like, what? why, why did we do this? <laughs> Was yeah. this to endear someone or to... See, this, and I have to say, not, I know we're just kind of laying into this movie. We've said positive things about it. And we haven't gotten to the end yet where we can be all positive. But, uh, now I almost lost. <laughs> but, uh, the, <laughs> the old man. Oh man, I just like completely lost my. So I have to always car. No reason. Oh, the car scene. scene. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have to again criticize this movie where I I think in one of the previous episodes, the last one or the one before, I think I said I made comments about how I'm okay with the idea of releasing movies that are shorter than an hour and a half because. Mm-hmm. The hour and a half movie length is, is, well, it's something that's for the theaters where they want an hour and a half or two hours and they don't really want anything longer because they want to be able to turn over the theater. But Hollywood sort of created this rule where a movie that's under an hour and a half, like, doesn't count as a theatrical movie, like in traditional Hollywood rules. It's all made up. But I feel like now we can definitely have movies because with streaming and not going to the theater. It doesn't really matter. And I was thinking, and I'm not sure if I said this, but I was thinking watching this movie, like, it's actually kind of cool, because think about all the horror movies that would actually be way better if you cut, like, 20 minutes out of them and made them an hour and 10 minutes instead of being an hour and a half. Especially because a lot of those movies are adding stuff in just to pad out the runtime to get to that hour and a half. 
But I gotta say, this movie sort of proved me wrong because <laughs> it really, like, this movie's an hour and ten minutes, and as you said, it felt, felt like, like a two-hour movie. Felt like Gone with the Wind. I was like, holy mm-hmm. shit, are we there yet? That's like, like we, don't, looked, we don't have anything to show right now. I know. Let's snort some coke off of a chick's breast. Did, oh you, God, did you even consider? Did you even consider killing somebody else? That's another reason I thought this was an eighties movie intended so to be eighties movie okay. because everybody's doing coke, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. Incidentally, that's not a thing. I mean, it's a thing still, but people are dying left and right, so mm-hmm. it's not as popular anymore. Yeah, well, that exactly. Like, coke isn't the popular drug uh, in twenty twenty two. It's called meth. Thank 80s. you. I know. It's uh, cheap. But yeah, that's another funny thing I forgot about is how everybody's doing coke in this movie. But no. Uh, but yeah, you were saying like it this shows movie. like the editing, the pacing. <laughs> but like she could have been killing pe- more people. I mean, yeah. if you really count them, you got the two, the couple in the beginning. You got the dad. We're gonna throw in Slim in there, even though we're not sure he's dead because he could just be napping. Nobody knows he's dead. He doesn't. He's not necessarily dead. And then how many people died in the slide? We've got the boyfriend, the three girls that went in initially. And dude, let's add another two. Well, there's there's Tommy. He was also dismembered. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So, like, but then the majority, but if we still, and Paul. you know, look at the like, instances, we're still only looking at three instances of murders. And it's like, mm. that's just not a lot for a slasher. And there, are, and I want to point out, there are plenty of old. Victims. Sl- oh. <laughs> there, no, I said there's plenty of old slasher movies that are made for super low budget. Like, you can just mix up buckets of fake blood that's a low cost item you, it doesn't require expensive prosthetic effects to just kind of have blood and throw a lot of blood around and have stuff happen that i feel like they could have kind of easily put into this movie to spice it up more especially in the middle that's where it sags the most the ending is great the beginning is actually good because it feels the beginning really feels like, oh, we're like... The beginning was exciting. Yeah, like, we're this is going to be a cool, kind of schlocky, be, like, embracing the B aspect movie. Right. Because, I mean, the intro was the couple having sex in the middle of the night in a water park, which does actually sound kind of hot. They get <laughs> killed. Next thing you know, teenage, uh, graduating class coming in. Mm-hmm. Everybody's making out. There's the band. Yeah, there's the band, which is a cute emo dudes. And then you got the the jockey bullies coming in. And you got the, you know, the wild wild kid, Bella Victorian, which I actually really like that character. It's like, Mm -hmm. she's smart and she's wild. (laughs) She's smart and she's stupid. She has some lines. (laughs) Yeah, I can't remember her lines, but she has some funny lines. It was, no, it was, uh, I don't know, she had the three C's of having a good time and one of the one of the scenes was consent. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> totally. And uh, yeah, the, yeah. The pacing is good at the beginning. It feels, it really feels like a fast paced movie. Like you're, mm-hmm. this movie's gonna. It felt a lot like Piranha 3D. It, you know, it, 3D or 3DDD. No, 3D. The 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 first remake. Uh, it, kind of had that feel to it. Like, it felt like we were going to do something like that. Right. But Piranha 3D is definitely, like, a million times. I think Piranha 3D accomplishes doing what this movie kind of wanted mm-hmm. to be doing, you know? Yeah, that was also a larger scale, too, though, when you just compare the, the two films. So, basically, mm-hmm. like, this movie feels just like an advert for Spring Break. Uh, 
uh, that didn't really deliver on as much gore as what we got in Piranha 3D. Now, that being said, one thing that I really appreciate about Aqua Slash is, you know, for for as ridiculous as, uh, you know, the writing is in this movie, they actually did a pretty good job at, like, figuring out a way of, like, okay, well, how can we explain something where, okay, someone's already gone down a slide and gotten cut in half or, you know, whatever, and we've seen the body parts flying. Well, how do we set it up to have more people go down the same trap slide? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? And they, they yeah, worked out right. really well with that because there are multiple times where they're, like, showing the slides at the top and you have no idea which one is what. And you have, like, characters yeah. throwing them down and all these other things happening. So, like, I was very pleased to see, like, they actually had a reason for continuing the tread, so it doesn't want just like a one punch knockout type ordeal. We actually had multiple situations where I, I want to say like the grand total was like seven deaths with the with the X blades in the slide. In the end, yeah, yeah, and that's you know getting getting to the end of the movie. That's definitely the entire movie is all about the last ten or fifteen minutes for sure. Like, that's the seed of the idea that the filmmaker had, where he was like, that's I have a great idea for a movie. I guess. <laughs> and that's, it's like, but yeah, exactly. The idea that you have this water slide, which are pretty long, so the people at the top don't know what's happening at the bottom, yeah. and keep going okay. down, and they have, and then the guy's like trying to run up to the top, and he's like, don't go down, don't go down. And then poor, uh, poor uh, Big Phil. Is pushing people down the slides because he doesn't know any better. <laughs> Just like he's actually like literally like murdering people. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he's gonna was be it, like. Was it the park owner? It was sort of one of the asshole characters who got pushed down the slide. Yeah, it was a Tommy, to the, the, the abusive boyfriend. Oh, was it him? Yeah, because yeah, he was like, "There's something wrong with the slide," and then Big Phil's like, "Fuck you." Get in there. <laughs> and, and he stops himself on the blade. Yeah, but then more people are coming down and I love his head. I love but, the fact that when he, Tommy is stuck on mm -hmm. the blades, they he's holding his hand against the blade and every time they cut to a shot of him, there's like a full-on fountain of blood <laughs> spraying out of his hand on the blade. Do you guys think that maybe if, if um, he'd gone through, like if he'd like climbed over the other bodies and gone over the little opening, he could have made it? Because I was like, you're a slim, you know, just out of high school dude. Could you not like crawl into one of the, the little triangular openings? I mean, they look kind of snug, but you don't have a lot of choices. Yeah, I feel like I almost feel like, I mean, this is just total nitpicking at this point, but uh, when he was coming down and the bodies were already kind of partly chopped up and stuck on the blades, yeah. I thought like, oh, he can definitely stop himself without touching a blade, but he'll have to basically brace himself the against the bodies to do it, the bodies. which they did do. But the hand part, I was like, oh, he didn't have to grab the blade like that. But it's, whatever. Like, I'm, it's, a, it's a stressful situation, John. You yeah. can't really... You can't really put it. Yeah, you it's, can't I'm second guessing. Yeah, these kids are young <laughs> and dumb. You know, they're coked up and horny. Yeah. Like, they're not, they're not thinking straight. <laughs> but I love uh, the first couple of people go down the slide at full speed and get chopped up. And then the body parts start coming down the slide. Yeah, that was And there's dumb. the one woman's... Uh, upper torso where it's like cut a V on her chest. It's like her head and her chest because she went through that part where yeah. the blade exits. And, and her bottom part too. Mm -hmm. Ew. 
That was definitely the highlight. But I was going to say, you know what happens when you have a movie where a good 30 minutes of it is just filler right in the middle? Mm-hmm. Is that it gets people like me thinking about how, how, how di- it looks like it's really difficult to maintain a water park. I mean, how do those guys even make fucking money? Like, it's just like nonstop maintenance and the water's always dirty. And then you were saying how, like, they've, made te- they've done tests. And- yeah, they've done, I was reading an article recently where they de- tested the water of a bunch of water parks. Oh, and there's, like, a really high content in the water that they're finding over and over. So it's like, I don't think they are maintaining these places. I think that's why these places are kind of closing down one by one. Those are around. disgusting. We have we used to have water parks around here. There there was there were at least two or three full water parks in the general area around here that I think are all gone now. Yeah, well the way that they clean them is just by dumping a bunch of chlorine into them. Well also, even aside from we were, I think we talked about in the last episode the action park and the documentary, the mm-hmm. real place that kind of inspired probably inspired this movie and another movie. Um that it's not just that place. I remember several years ago, maybe five or ten years ago, there was kind of a spate of uh, accidents where people were getting badly injured or killed at water parks. And there was kind of like two or three that happened all back to back a while ago. And I think it's the same idea where it's like water parks like these are things that are kind of relics of the past where... Now, in this day and age, it's like, what's the insurance deal? You know, what's the class action lawsuit situation where you're building this big tube and you're just kind of sending people down this tube of water? Uh, I was going to say, there's a big one in Ohio. Maybe we should go check it out before it closes. (laughs) Well, I've never been into water parks, uh, but... When I heard about some of the deaths at Action Park, which one of them, that had that big wave pool. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the deaths happened in there. People drowning in there because mm-hmm. they couldn't get out. And I just can't imagine, it's got to be one of the worst deaths to be slowly drowning, surrounded by people mm-hmm. who, are, who are just not paying attention to you. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's awful, man. Mm-hmm. That definitely. But to get back to the end of this Oh movie, yeah, let's get back to the movie. It does, I appreciate what they were trying to do. The ending is really good, and I appreciate the idea of this kind of short horror movie where there aren't a lot of kills during the movie, but then there's kind of this big explosion, like everything just goes haywire at the end, and it's just like a bloodbath for the last... I like that idea. I don't think they completely pulled it off, really, in this, but I like that concept. Although it's a risky thing to do because... This movie sags in the middle. It's good in the beginning, good at the end, and sags in the middle. And it, it yeah, just I, but I like that idea of the ending of the just like it, people are dying left and right. People are trying to stop it from happening, but can't. And people are still going down the slide. And that's all good. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that it reminded me a little bit of um, Haunted, the, the, uh, horror, the, Haunted House movie where it's a it's an it's a pop up attraction, and the and the, the one we watched for right right previous. and uh-huh. and uh, you know the uh, kids show up mm-hmm. and they die. Mm-hmm. And so, but what I what I wanted to say like it would have been kind of <laughs> nice if there was something like that intro to that movie where there's like 
just people working, going to work. There's two by fours, there's mm-hmm. drills, there's a trip to Home Depot, there's like signing of permits, mm-hmm. you know, like just getting shit done. Because, you know, it must have taken like some work to get that little plate. Yeah. Although, now that I think about it, it was just a crisscross plate. Maybe it didn't take that much work. I, I also kept wanting to see that kind of Italian giallo thing where... Eye poking? No, no. <laughs> they should have had eye poking. That, they should have had an eye poking scene where somebody's going down the slide when the, and can't the eye stop gets split in half. <laughs> but no, no, no. But I was thinking more of the, uh, the shots of black leather gloves with, like, the black overcoat doing, like, little nefarious things here and there where you, all you're seeing is the gloves. Like, from the side. Oh. Who's the killer? Yeah, because... Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there needed to be a little more of who's the killer and a little more with her. Because it definitely felt at the end of the movie when they had that shot of her smile at the camera. I sort of felt like it, like they sort of decided, like, we'll have her be the killer. Yeah, like, like who's the know? most unexpected person? Mm-hmm. Let's give it to Priscilla. They could have picked a few different people and had it work either way. And they really didn't, if you weren't going to follow through in developing the characters, there's so many, like, for example, the, the, the character development that wasn't even fully fulfilled between the singer and the, and the brunette. It's like, honestly, we didn't need it. And that time that you spent, you know, developing that small amount of really ineffectual relationship could have been spent, you know, having somebody like, you know, stalk them or. Or just showing it from the POV of, like, the killer so that you knew that some shit was going to go down. Mm-hmm. Because other than, like, the... T- I mean, the movie's called Aqua Slash. And honestly, there's no inkling of what's going to happen other than we know we're watching a horror movie. It, even though it's unbelievable, it should have... Like, just to sort of should have, would this movie... Like I said, it should have been a different kill like i i still think it could have built up to this big race where everything goes haywire but there should have been kills that were specifically the killer setting up a booby trap on one of the rides and then it could be like was this a deliberate killing or was this an accident kind of thing you know maybe maybe it's not clear that this was an intentional thing because she's going around sabotaging slowly 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 and then the big reveal would have been and then they she has her the big plot yeah. for the final race where she's going like, to yeah, kill everybody. Kill everyone. Yeah. yeah, my my other part was, too, it's like, well, why would you only trap one slide? I mean, sure, you, yeah. you eventually were going to get involved in the race. And, you know, maybe you wouldn't have known that, like, kind of going in. But you didn't necessarily need, like, two freebies. Like, we could have had another trap set up, even if it was, like, kind of like the uh, Resident Evil, like, laser grid, where, in this case, it would have been more like you're going through, like, a uh, like a waffle maker, essentially, but with blades. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. She could have set up, like, some piano wire mm-hmm. traps. Audition style. <laughs> well, let's talk about some of the good things that we liked about the movie. We talked a little bit about how much we like the production value, yeah, it- it looked awesome. I mean, yeah, the look of the movie. I like the idea of, like, you know, partying, you know, teenagers yeah. is always a fun place to go, you know, searching for victims. Spring break. It was spring break, right? Or was it summer? Graduation. It was so graduation. It was oh, graduation. Mm-hmm. It would have been May. Right? Which was, that was another thought I had that just reminded summer me. Summer break. Like, okay, I get that there are shots of girls in bikinis mm-hmm. with, like, the graduation cap or gown. 
But there were so many girls in bikinis wearing graduation caps and gowns, and I was like, this is not a thing. That's not a thing that people do. <laughs> they don't really put on their bikini and then put on their cap and gown and run around the water park like that. Like I think one or two people doing that maybe, but not like five or six was a little over the top. But, you know, <laughs> just to... <laughs> and we're all like hoping that we're talking about barely 18s because if we really think about it... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like some it probably weren't. <laughs> Although I'm sure that all the actors were probably like... Oh, yeah. They were all, in their t- all the girls <laughs> were in their 20s. I think, like, the the uh, the bandmates were probably in their mid to late 20s. Mm-hmm. And then um, the, the rest of the cast was probably in their early 30s. <laughs> and they, they spent their... They probably spent a large portion of the budget getting those licensing rights to I wear my sunglasses at night. That's so the true. Band could, you know what? <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> so they can play their cover, their one song. I think, I feel like in a, if this had been a bigger budget Hollywood movie, the concert scene would have been longer and we would have gotten multiple songs mm. and we would have gotten like a kill maybe during. And a montage. Mm. That, that, I mean, the montage that they currently had was the sex scene, right? Was the sex scene the montage in the, in the, in the song? Yeah, okay. I think so. They should have also added another montage, because it could have supported two montages, that song. The killer sort of installing, like, the blades or some shit mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. Except it was just a clean cut in this situation, because you just saw the blades go through, and that was about it. It wasn't, like, the heavy mm-hmm. planning behind uh, everything on, on that end. But I, th- I think this movie kind of has... I feel like this movie will sort of it has, in a way, sort of lasted. It didn't just instantly disappear. You know, it came out, I think, several years ago. Oh, I remember watching it at least. Oh, really? Oh, was it 18, 2018? It. Well, that's when, that's the date in the movie, so let's say 2019. Yeah, because it, it was a few years ago. I think it came out on Netflix initially, maybe, uh, when I watched it. Um, I forget what point I'm going to make. But it's lasted. <laughs> oh, but it's. I feel like this movie actually kind of clears a hurdle of being like. I think Forgotten it's going to have an audience, like and a cult there will be Yeah, that it'll get it'll it'll develop a, cult a bit of a cult following, and people will mention it and talk about it and and recommend it because it's short enough and it has that ending and it has the cocaine and the sex scenes <laughs> that can kind of that it you know, it kind of makes it over that hurdle of, like, this is not just a disposable movie, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for fuck's sake, we got tits, and we got cocaine, and <laughs> we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it, guys. Yeah, and we have a 15-minute gore gag. What else do you need? Mm-hmm. I mean, God knows there's plenty of disposable movies that come out mm-hmm. on streaming and on things nowadays, and yeah, this movie definitely has the, uh, the look and the style. Like, I, I, this guy should definitely, hopefully, you know, make make something else that can be better. Do, <laughs> do better do next better. time. <laughs> no, that's, that's better, messed Canada. up. But I feel like this person, I feel like the guy who made this could do better is what I mean he to say. Like, he can make it. I'm almost interested to see what his other movies are because I looked at his... 
IMDb, and like I said, there's like three or four movies where he's the writer-director, and I haven't heard of any of them, but I am sort of interested to see what those other ones are. It's like I want to see what it is. He was trying to do like a John Cusack movie Mm -hmm. that was also a horror movie, Mm -hmm. which incidentally would have been great, and like I'm just reminded of those like ski movies where they have to ski in a race with like the rich kids in order to save... Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, that's definitely yeah. what the set, like, what this kind of felt like it was going Better for. off dead. Better off dead, thank you. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, see anything? No, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, I, Better off dead. I, uh, I know this, one of these other guys' movies revolves around a guy going crazy and going on a murder spree after he was exposed to disco music. <laughs> that's one of his other movies? Yeah, yeah it's Disco yeah. Path. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I love disco. Hopefully, I'm sure it's it'll probably out there on streaming, I bet. Who knows? It might be on Tubi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have to look. Hold on. Yeah, everything is on Tubi. But yeah, so, um, you know, I dug the, the character of Priscilla. I mean, like, the, the twist at the end. You know, it fed her. I just wish that they would have, like, hung up. Like, they would have put more suspicion around her a little mm-hmm. bit, because... It kind of seemed like out of left field. Yeah, like, oh, the, the other thing, too, is, is, like, with this sort of premise, it does remind you a lot of, like, Final Destination. Like, this easily could have just been, like, a, like, five-minute, like, like introductory type into a Final Destination movie or just, like, just a short film just in general based off the concept. So to see it, uh, I, I don't want to say elevated, but just, like, lengthened a bit more, uh, they, they could have, like, played into it a lot more than they actually did. But, like... You know, you kind of, like, got what was advertised. You were expecting a water slide with razor blades, which they delivered on, uh, to, you know, pretty good success. But you just wish that it didn't have to happen, you know, an hour into the movie where you don't have as much filler in this case. I was going to say, it would have been really fun if the other owner of the water slide, um, what's this dude's name? The, the guy who was banging teenagers? uh uh-huh. If he, like, kept finding bodies that he kept hiding because they kind of look like accidents. Mm-hmm. So, like, always like, oh, no, it's the big weekend. It makes our whole, like, fucking financial fiscal year. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, he keeps hiding the bodies for the murder. Yeah. That would have been a good twist. He sort of did that, right? Didn't he do that with one of the deaths? All he did was pay off the ambulance. No, he didn't pay off the ambulance, uh, the EMTs. But uh, he basically glossed over the fact that there was glass in the pool and those two kids had, like, you know... Oh, yeah, that was with the actual... The one that wasn't actual The actual accident. accident. Yeah. So if he would have continued that trend, because yeah. if the killer for had... The went, yeah, yeah, for the deaths. If, he, if the killer would have made it look like they were all, like, accidents, or whatever, and then mm-hmm. it, it, it crossed the threshold where it's like, they're no longer accidents, but you're still hiding bodies. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we're almost at the end of the weekend. And then, of course, there's the post-credit scene. Oh, yeah. With the kid that pops out of the water, and it's just kind of like, oh, That Walkman okay. would not have survived a pool. Nope. I, it's weird how they made the Walkman, like, a thing with him. But yeah, it's like, it's what like, does why? that mean? What I don't that, know what, what that is. What is that, 80s? 80s reference, <laughs> yeah. But honestly, that's not even an 80s reference. That's a 90s reference. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, his Walkman was a later one, for sure. Because I think I used to have one of those. But then, yeah, they kind of do the Friday the 13th ending. Mm-hmm. And he'll be the next killer, apparently, because he witnessed the murder. And that's all it takes. That's all it takes. But it would be cool. They should do a sequel with him as the killer, and he could have a bag taped to his foot the whole time. <laughs> and then, I mean, he can track him because he's not leaving footprints. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then the mom, the irresponsible mom was a good scene. I actually liked that scene a lot because yeah. she was a piece of work. Strap <laughs> a bag around it. See, that's why I don't have any kids. I feel like I'd be that kind of mom. We're getting our money's worth. Yeah, well, I, get back that's, that's like one of the most relatable things. Like, we all know, like, how much, like, water park tickets are or, like, amusement parks. It's an arm and a fucking yeah, leg. Yeah, for, In this case, quite literally for, you know, the, the high school grads that went here. And you get exhausted within the first 45 minutes. You're like, I'm just tired. Yeah, then you're like, I'm just going to lay here going to Lazy River. And then that's that's your day. Yep. And you're paying like $12 for, you know, a snack. Hot dog that should be like $1.50 at Costco or mm-hmm. $7 soda pop. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? They got you. It's water park. But it is a good summer water movie for the summertime, especially yeah. now. Yeah. Through the heat wave, and like you were saying, lots of eye candy. Yep. Mm. So now we're now we're going from uh, body eye candy to more of a like uh, beachside view with our next movie, uh, which is the Beach House, which came out in 2019, directed by Jeffrey A. Brown. Uh, this was one of John's picks. Uh, this is actually what I've technically have already reviewed on the podcast, but that's fine. Uh, I actually oh. reviewed it when it premiered at. Uh, Chattanooga Film Festival ahead of its release on Shudder. Uh, but this is a really interesting movie, and I'm looking forward to rewatching it uh, just because there's some pretty unsettling scenes with it, and there's also you know some uh, some like wet some weather play uh, kind of like in some of the scenes too, which is pretty unique for the genre as well. Mm-hmm. It's some really good visuals and kind of psychedelic visuals that happen in the movie too which are really cool have you seen it nope. wait no i think i have mm-hmm. that's where the fungus comes out of the ocean yeah where it's kind of yeah like something and there's like a t- out of the ocean. and it's like this tidbit like tiny bit of like um young couple old couple weird mm-hmm. tension mm-hmm. yeah yeah where the, the old couple comes and hangs out with them yeah i, would, I watched it a few years ago yeah, it's been a while for me, too, mm-hmm. but I can't yeah, quite it. remember, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was one of the reasons I picked it, was I wanted to rewatch it. It fits with the theme, but I also really liked it and have been meaning to rewatch it and wanted to, so yeah. No time like the present. Uh, so that will basically do it for us here tonight on Handle with Scare. Um, outside of that, I do have to mention one more thing with Stream Lounge. I'm setting up an event for the weekends in July. Uh, for Christmas in July, we're doing some holiday horror streams. <laughs> Since we're we're at that point, uh, at, well, at least for you know sub, Southern Hemisphere. But uh, you know, I was just curious to see like well, how many holiday titles are there actually streaming right now, and uh, still a fairly good amount. So I was happy. So uh, I'll be posting the schedule for that here probably within the next uh, couple of days. But that will be probably Saturday and Sunday evenings on Stream Lounge. So. Uh, gonna be a lot of streams happening, especially in this next month. So if you guys have time, go check that out. Uh, as well as you know, popping on whatever else outside of that. Uh, but yeah, we got the beach house next week. Should be a good one. And then I believe after that we have the host, uh, which was Holly's next pick. Uh, which been a while since I've seen that one too. So uh, I'm I'm always happy to dive into more Asian cinema on the podcast. 
Uh, so yeah, so with that being said, that will do it for us here tonight on Handle with Scare. I've been your host, Tumbling Drunk, joined as always by our co-host, Holly Hooch and John, and we'll see you guys back next week.